0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman.
1: In association with AIR. On Sticking with all matters climate, we're joined now by Duncan Stewart, environmentalist and architect. Duncan, I think you heard what Shane and I were saying and, and just to, to recap what what has been changed in terms of the attempts to ban turf cutting. You're still allowed, if you have turf cutting rights, to cut it. You're allowed to sell it. It doesn't matter to, to in what quantities really to, to family, friends, neighbours, providers, you don't go through retail outfits, market it or sell it online so I think we're looking at a black market and turf is going, is going to be what we're, we're going to see around the country. What do you make of it all?
0: Well, Kira, well, turf is the worst of all of our fossil fuels in terms of carbon emissions. And we really are not addressing climate change in Ireland. We're not mitigating our emissions. Our emissions are going up and not going down. And we need to, first of all, start there. We have a major problem in our society, with our politicians, our main political parties, our opposition parties, they're just not getting it, how serious climate change is going to be to anyone under, say, 50 years of age in their lives are going to be very seriously affected by climate change. It is the single biggest issue facing all of us. And when we look at turf, turf is the most carbon-intensive of all fuels. And when we burn it, and typically in open fires, we're exacerbating the emissions you know, relative to the amount of heat or benefit that we're getting for the turf, all of that we burn goes back up into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when we cut turf, it means draining bogs, and when we drain bogs, anything above the water table that's drying out ends up as CO2 back into the atmosphere. So we have a massive problem with repeat in Ireland. And I I would agree, small cutting, where it's, it's at a level of, say, somebody out with a slain cutting turf... And, and using it for their own home, that's not the issue at all. That's tiny compared to once machines come onto onto the, the land. When the big cutting machines are produ- are out there on the, on the bogs um, exploiting the turf, that's where the damage is being done. And there should be something in our regulations that prevents machines being used on our bogs. Because but that's machines the will problem
1: will still be allowed, be used in these circumstances. And you're quite right, not only does the burning of, of, of the peat release carbon, but it also re- causes huge particulate air pollution. And of course, the bogs work as a carbon sink. So it's it, it's a problem on, on all fronts. What would you like to see happen? An outright ban or or, or some some variation on that?
0: Well, I, I can understand local people in Ireland that have depended on turf over the years. And that is a very difficult problem for them. And And, but it's, the introduction of industrial peat cutting, where, where um, machines are being used. And these are people that are commercial cutters. These are the people that are lobbying against turf. These are the ones that are making the money out of turf. It's not the person out with the slain cutting turf. So I think there should be a difference between the ordinary person that's cutting their own amount of turf in a traditional way and allowing that because it is part of a tradition and it's something that local people depend on. But so anything would you keep above would that, you
1: keep that, Duncan? And, and, and I'm just trying to get a sense of what someone like yourself as an environmentalist would, would say. Would you keep that? Would you keep the, the individuals right to, to small-scale cut turf? You think that's reasonable?
0: As long as there's no machines being used. I, I think for the moment that would be the best thing to do even though by right we should be cutting you know, completely banning all cutting of turf by right, but it would be very difficult to impose that, and it would be difficult for people in in rural areas to deal with the issue. That's my view on it. But you know, we we need to look at the big picture here. Our bogs are our biggest carbon sink, and we need to treasure them because they're what lock up. They're the things that lock up the most amount of carbon on this planet from from going back up into the atmosphere. All of that what carbon about, was taken out of the atmosphere and is what being the other, stored in the bogs.
1: Other issues that are causing problems for the government, for example, the, the, I suppose, the, the, the debate about whether or not we need to cull some element of the national herd. That That is, is an ongoing debate. Fianna Fáil and, and Fine Gael backbenchers are, are, are allegedly in, in, in revolt about that, while I suppose a lot of the Green Party would see no other way for us to cut agricultural emissions without doing it. What's your position on that?
0: Well, it's very clear we have far too many cows in Ireland. You know, um, our emissions are exceptionally high in agriculture and they're going up, they're not going down and there's no sign of them going to meet our 2030 targets. And the only real way of doing it is, you know, we're good at growing grass in Ireland and producing silage. And in my view, if half of that silage that we produce in Ireland was to go into local production of biogas. And if the farmers were given a guaranteed price that was good for them and was offering them a better living than what they can get from cattle, because most cattle farmers cannot make a living from, 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 from selling their cattle. And, and uh, in my view, if we could use the grass to produce biogas, we're facing a crisis now with energy coming this winter you know we could be rationed in energy by september onwards you know because because simply you know we are over reliant on imports of fossil fuel you know and and uh, you know oil gas coal imports you know if you think of it about probably now because of the price rises and excessive cost of fuel now we're probably sending about 10 million billion sorry 10 billion euros abroad in imports of fossil fuel and yeah. indirectly and th- 40% of that money is going to Russia to support their war and a, and another huge percentage of it goes to the Middle East, to Saudi Arabia and all of these countries are using our money to to build their armies and to, to produce, in other words, we're, we're, we're complicit in the war in, in in Russia and every time we fill up our car with petrol and diesel, or, or any of our, our, our fossil fuels, we are supporting the war in Russia. And, and I okay. think we need to make that connection. You know, you know, it's our money that has created this the opportunities for Russia to invade Ukraine. It's the money that well, has well, come well, a, from Europe. A, a huge a amount of Euro money is, is travelling
1: from Europe You know, Europe it's a massive to, problem. To You're correct. But just, just lastly, th- things like those byproducts of, alco- uh, um, of agriculture, biogas from grass, uh, um, harnessed methane from, 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 from livestock, things, there, there are byproducts that could be used as, as a greener form of, of fuel. Do you think there's any appetite, or why aren't we doing this already?
0: I can't understand. That, well, it's quite clear. There's a very strong lobby from the IFA... To, to make sure that cattle numbers don't reduce because they depend on a big slice of their income from the slaughter of cattle and from the exports of dairy products. And and they have a vested interest to ensure that cattle numbers don't go down. And they have massive influence, the IFA have massive influence over government. And that's the fundamental problem in Ireland is that we're locked into this situation. we board be exporting meat, beef and dairy, trying to give it a, a green a green slant, which is, is clearly greenwashing. It's very dishonest what they're doing in their exports of these products. And we're not using our land properly. Our, our land in Ireland is incredibly carbon intensive because of the numbers of cattle on our land.
1: And I, if we I hear don't what you're saying, but... But we could hardly expect the IFA not. I mean, you're saying they have a vested interest, not even a vested interest. This is their only interest. They are there to represent, I suppose, the, the interests of farmers. And, and I have no doubt farmers do feel threatened by all of this, this change because it's their family's income. Duncan, I presume you have some sympathy for that point of view, that, that people who, who have worked the land all their lives and have, have raised cattle and, and that is what feeds their own family, not just physically, but, but financially, that this is a, a threatening, I suppose, issue for them.
0: Absolutely, I'm very concerned about farmers and small farmers especially and 83% of, of cattle farmers cannot make a living from from beef you know. and, and, and the problem is that their, their organisation that's representing them has a vested interest which is a conflict of interest they're meant to be representing their farmers and if farmers could be making a better income out of selling their grass to produce biogas Locally, that would go to produce an uh, energy for transport. Okay. Primarily for the, transport would be the most important area for it to go, because okay. our transport emissions have gone up massively in Ireland. We will and have I'm, to leave. I'm there. very sympathetic with farmers, but they're not being given the right advice, and okay. and unfortunately, um, Look, government then and politicians and organisations don't want to rock the boat on this issue. But it's a fundamental problem. We can't address climate change unless we have a a, a fundamental change in our agriculture.
1: Absolutely. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us. Some very interesting points, well made. Uh, That is Duncan Stewart, their environmentalist and architect.
0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.